What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 293 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. What up? And this week, we're geeking out. That's it. Just general run-of-the-mill geekery. <laughs> Not much News is a little yeah, light, okay. um, yeah. but we've, we're going to have a, a fun show regardless. It's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. Definitely some D&D talk, I think. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> uh, we will, before that, though, we'll get into the games we've been playing. Uh, we, none of us have played a D&D campaign this week, have we? I have. Um, oh, really? I've, yeah. Well, well, there you go. We did a, we, we're still playing D&D every week, right? And so our last one. Oh, I didn't know that. Was, that's cool. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want to talk cool. about it, but I guess it's sort of significant. The last episode, episode session we did, because um, we've <laughs> been doing on, all online um mm. one because of covid too just because people kind of moved further away so it's just a little bit harder to meet up um but this last one we uh finally finished an arc that has been going on for like a year i'm pretty sure oh, like man. it's been going I missed on for a so much. long time that reminds me of when we finally finished curse of strad where it was just like oh mm-hmm. yes we're done yeah and so we finally finished an arc where we had this big <clears> boss <throat> fight essentially and so we actually had people come physically with like one of our friends who lives like two hours away um oh, was nice. able to drive up and and stay the night here so that was super fun just being able to physically hang out with all of them um and yeah so we that was just like on a Saturday and we just did it for, you know, a couple hours. Usually we meet Wednesday nights, so that was kind of special. Um, and so, besi- and besides that, I'm going to be running a D&D one shot for my husband for Valentine's Day. So that's going to be what we're doing. That's so, so cool. I've that's awesome. Very, very D&D um, all the time. So. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. What about you, LJ? Oh, I mean, are, are we staying on, or staying on the D&D topic? Or yeah, no? let's do it. Okay, might as well. Um, so uh, I'm part of a campaign uh, with uh, my buddy Caleb from Mountain Nerds uh, that we've had on the show before. He's the DM. Um, so he's, we've been streaming it every two weeks. So it's on Twitch, on his channel. And uh, it's a sci-fi themed uh, thing. And uh, we picked it back up again this past Sunday. And it's it's super cool. It's fun. Like, he, he totally just, like, fudges stuff and makes stuff very, like, funny. Like, in a lot of ways, our campaign kind of reminds me of the Orville. Like, just because sometimes <laughs> it gets, like, silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, like uh, we'll, we'll get into it later. But a, a particular character that looks like one in Boba Fett, he literally came, uh, literally came into our campaign this Sunday. And his name was Dirch McGurch. <laughs> and, and so it was just like you know dumb stuff like that and it's it's super fun uh we actually have a, one of our writers from the gaming department uh has joined us as well uh since we needed more people and uh it's it's super fun so i encourage you guys to check it out i think our next session is on the 18th i believe so it's like a couple weeks from now so i've just been happy to um to get that started so cool. yeah yeah um so are we geeking out about video games now i want to go into dice throne real quick oh yeah oh, yeah okay yeah let's do a board game and then a sub into gaming there we go <laughs> well well spoiler alert we don't have we none of us watched movies so this will fill that gap yeah there we go we've, we've <laughs> figured it out elsewhere um, yeah. <laughs> no i didn't play dice throne and it was really cool um i've got a couple friends and they're they're a little bit older than us so um jason i believe is 39 and then 
Ashley is 40. Um, and they're a married couple that we've been hanging out with quite a bit. Um, oh. So their kid is 22 now. Um, so wow. I'm closer in age with their, their kid than, than them, but I work with, <laughs> uh, with Ashley. Anyways, That's cool. um, so we all came and played Dice Throne, um, which is a game that I love. And uh, not it's just one of those games where like people play it once, they never really want to play it again for some reason. Uh, and I love it. See, um, I've never had the chance to play it, so I'd be super stoked, but I don't have people to play a tabletop game. Oh, so. It's great. Mm-hmm. My only thing that I wish is that I had the new version of Season 1. Uh, they oh, kind of yeah. rebalanced some things. Um, we just don't play as a Shadow Thief, because the Shadow Thief in the original is very overpowered. <laughs> Dang. Um, but, awesome. yeah. The the husband, Jason, he really loved it. Uh, Ashley, not so much. Um, I told her it was like Yahtzee, and she was like, this is nothing like Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, which, for those who don't know what Dice Throne is, uh, it is like battle Yahtzee. So uh, you have different hands. If you look at your little character sheet, um, the rolls are like different moves, basically. Um, but you're doing like small straights and large straights, and, and Yahtzee is like an ultimate. Um, and each character has like different cards uh, that upgrade them. And that was where she was getting a little lost. She didn't understand. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and the cards are a little weird because it's like there's three different types of cards uh, that you'll have in your hand, uh, and they like play at different times. So she didn't know like when she could play it or what she was doing with it right. or like, why she would need to. Um, but yeah, no, I I recommend Dice Throne. Um, maybe they not got a Marvel very... one coming out. Yeah, super proud of so them. By the way. Yeah, um, like the artist is getting like to do the Marvel art on that. Um, yeah i know he's really excited about that yeah that's really awesome reminds me of um actually today my coworker was talking with one of my coworkers, and he was saying that there's a marvel um code names which i didn't know yeah Um, i played regular code names many times and i knew there was like a harry potter code names but apparently there's a marvel one and it just sounds like really difficult because there's so many characters in marvel so many heroes yeah um anyway that just reminded me of that's a deep well yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, because like, at least in code names like regular vanilla, it's like, you know, you got places, you got objects, you got animals, mm-hmm. you got whatever. But it's like, if you're playing Marvel and they're all either like superheroes or supervillains or something, it's like, I, that seems difficult to me. But anyway. Yeah, you have to really know your stuff. I mean, because it might not even be yeah. characters. It could be like arc reactor. And like, not right, everyone yeah. that's seen a movie is going to know what an arc reactor is. And it's like, I don't even know if it's like Marvel, like if they're just choosing popular characters, or if they're doing like fringe characters from the comics. Like if anyone right. who's listening to this has played it, which I assume there's got to be someone out there who has, oh, let yeah. us know because I'm I'm curious. Like I, I kind of want to try it, but at the same time, like my Marvel knowledge only runs as deep as the movies go. Um, so mm-hmm. not very deep. <laughs> <laughs> or like Vibranium, if you've never like watch yeah. the movies you're not gonna or you know if you don't know anything about marvel like vibranium doesn't gonna isn't gonna mean anything to you and you can only you still use one word to describe everything it's like how would you that'd be so yeah hmm. two words metal hopefully iron man and uh adamantium's there but then you get magneto <laughs> yeah. and you don't know whether or not magneto's <laughs> imagine one of them is like the assassin card like magneto's one or one <laughs> yeah. really careful well you can say that with harry potter that would be really difficult um just it's almost like a pop quiz knowledge like you'd have to know not pop quiz yeah i feel like Um, harry potter could be easier simply because it's a smaller world it's not like a multiverse type like giant cast of characters there's like 
a you know big cast of characters, but not nearly as big as Marvel. Mm -hmm. um, plus, all like, your I friends would have to have read or watch Harry Potter, though. Yeah, play it. Yes, I would. I would assume so. Like a yeah. hippogriff. You're like, how do I explain a hippogriff to right, someone who doesn't yeah. know what that is? Exactly. Interesting. The word's not pop quiz. What are they? What are they? Pubs? Trivia. Trivia. Yeah, night. trivia. yeah you'd have to know Harry trivia. Potter trivia is quite fun, but everyone cool. always knows more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's weird because I was really into the books when I was a kid. Uh, the movies, I kind of died down when the like end of the movies, the last few movies came out. Um, but I haven't really watched them since the movies came out, and so I don't really know much anymore. But I used to be way, way into them. Mm -hmm. uh, That's cool. When I was younger. Uh. So going back to to Dice Throne, I recommend playing it. Maybe not with uh, your forty year old conservative Christian friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good warning out there. Good, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that it's not conservative Christian makes it sound like oh no, has it got a bunch of stuff in it? it it's not. It's just a little. It, it's for people who play games for sure. Right. Um. <laughs> cool. We can get into video games then um lj you can go ahead and start okay um i'm not going to talk about dying light um i just want to tell people that my review is finally out and i can nice. I, I can i can say everything about it now <laughs> i i could have technically last week but i didn't think about it at the time i was just trying not to say too much last week but my I'm review so is sorry. out now and that game is doing quite well on steam and i just wanted to add that but cool uh the things i did play um I uh, went back to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart uh, this week, uh, this weekend actually, um, and I posted some shots on Twitter. And shout out to Insomniac Games; they retweeted my photos. And like, I think that I think the retweet has like last I saw it had like eight hundred and eighty-eight likes or something. So that was cool for people to just see my virtual photography work and really like it, and um, just felt all the love from twitter uh, the other day um so yeah ratchet and clank is really good i recommend uh people playing rift apart if you have a playstation 5 um super good and that game looks good on its own like i know i do edits and so like pretty. in post and everything but like that game just looks on its own that like it's not to me it's not my work that enhances my photos it's just that game that made my photos look even better it makes it easy for you yes yes nice. it, yeah um but yeah so Super fun game. Um, a lot of cool stuff going on there. Um, the other game I'm, I'm going to mention, I haven't played a ton of it. I, I did play a good little amount, but uh, it went to early access, or like a not like an early access preview phase, but like the, uh, the deluxe edition had early access on it. But I played Sifu, uh, which Ooh. is really cool. It's very challenging. Um, it's got kind of Sekiro, Soulsy elements with like a parry system. Um, it's got roguish elements to where like you can upgrade as you go along and like you can upgrade and learn new like m abilities and stuff, but you lose those obviously when you completely die. Mm -hmm. And then there's the age system to where when you die enough, your guy ages and you can get up to like, I think the highest age I had was like 76. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. like it's, it's part of this, like they explain it cause you got this like amulet or this like talisman thing that he has. Uh, very good. Kind of reminds me of Jackie Chan in a way. Okay. <laughs> Remember yeah. those? It's just that uh, kind of that. It's a mystical thing to where it's like you die enough and one of them burns out. Then he ate. Then he ages enough. 
um, when you age, you get you gain more like I believe you gain more like damage and stuff like that, but your health is smaller. Um, so there's like a you can you die of old age? No. So what happens? Uh, there's a death limit basically. Once once you go to like that seventy age, mm-hmm. you basically have to. So you can try to like if you play the level you're on, you can retry it. But you're still going to lose like all your like knowledge and abilities and stuff. Um, so it's yeah, it's just going to be harder if you try to do that level uh, again right after you fully die. So okay. you t- so basically to rebuild yourself back up, you have to start all over at the be- at the first level again, and you'll be younger again. Um, God. So it's got a roguish element, but also it's like it's a fun way to shake up like think of like an old school beat 'em up game. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a, a an interesting way to be like okay like I've been through this fight once already you know I kind of know what to do you know or like I had this build you know I had this ability before like I should get that one because it helped me a lot um, but it's it's super cool because it kind of like changes a game that would be normally like two to three hours on its own and gives it that layer of challenge like there was a point where I could use items and kick chairs around and kick stuff and throw people and throw stuff at people without even like having to grab it as a weapon and things like that like there was all this cool kung fu stuff i could do but then um i blazed through that first level actually not like not too bad and then i the boss got some age took some age off me (laughs) but uh um and then i retried that first level again and i was like man if i really play sloppy then it's it like it's gonna bite me in the butt because for whatever reason i did really good that first level the first time but the second i was like ooh, okay i can see the challenge in this now so (laughs) It's a fun game. Um, it's it's really cool. Um, it's challenging, so people be aware of that. But I assume if people play like Souls games and rogues roguelikes and stuff, that they are gonna be okay with that challenge. So, cool. so yeah, um, that's Sifu. I haven't. Um, I'm gonna play it more for sure. Super fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shelly? So I finally got Pokemon. The yeah. It How are you feeling about really it? Really fun. It is really fun. Oh, it's so ugly, but I don't really care that much. <laughs> it's not really impeding. It's just it's yeah. funny. It's funny to laugh at. It's like it's more sad the more I think about it, but I just don't think about it and that I'm not sad anymore. I just um I'm having a really fun time. Like I even I think um it's hard to describe how good it feels to just like catch pokemon all the time and i think it was um i watched this video it's just a side by side simple side by side comparison of catching a pokemon and either you know brilliant diamond shining pearl um mm. those just being the newest mainline games um even though the remakes right um just in comparison of like one single battle trying to catch a pokemon there versus <laughs> catching pokemon in legends Arceus. and i think they used one of the outbreaks as an example um which you don't know, like, outbreaks just mean that you can go to an area where there's just a big group of the same type of Pokemon, so you could catch, like, a ton of the same type. Um, and they're just able to catch, like, ten Pokemon in the span, time span, that in Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl it takes to catch one. And it's just like, man. <laughs> I can see just, that. Yeah, just how fluid everything is. Like, you never feel like you're leaving, um, like, you're never leaving the situation when you're entering a battle it's all just there with you and again like throwing pokeballs and stuff like i think that's what's so satisfying is that when i when i'm battling and when i'm grinding it really doesn't feel like i'm battling and that i'm grinding it's it all feels one and the same it's all so fluid and you're just in that world it's um very cool 
Um, and like writing on the Pokemon's really fun. And it's like, I've just have never ever been one to want to complete the Pokedex. I've just never, ever since I've played my first Pokemon game, have ever been interested in completing the Pokedex. You literally got to catch them all in this game this time. (laughs) Yeah, it's always, it's always been for me like, okay, I have my starter. I'm going to overpower my starter and I'm going to find a pretty strong party to fill out the rest of my six Pokemon, right? Um, but now it's like, I'm having a hard time deciding, like, you know, I want so many different Pokemon in my party and I'm just like, it's, it's like, it's way easier to switch them out. I feel more compelled to switch up my party all the time. Um, also like, I just find myself dying way more often, not actually dying. I've only done the, I've only blacked out once, but like just my (laughs) Pokemon faints so easily. Um, like it's hard in that way, but it, it just makes it more interesting, I think, because otherwise I feel like I usually just have one Pokemon or a couple Pokemon that just like blast through everything and it's like, and then some get wrecked. Yeah. But then like here, it's like, if I want to try catching an alpha or if I want to try, you know, doing something else or facing, even facing a trainer sometimes, like they hit really hard and I actually do have to strategize, right? Like I actually have to use my brain, um, and use the agile and the strong styles, uh, it's just a very cool addition. Um, yeah, man, I just, I'm really liking it. And I have two shinies. Nice. Which is fun. I got, first day I played, I found a shiny Starly, which is just oh, cool. pure luck, I'm pretty sure, because I know lots of people do tons of shiny hunting in this game, but I haven't, I haven't done any shiny hunting. Um, so that was just the first area. One of the first Starlies I found um, wow. in general was shiny, which I'm like, okay, awesome. Um, and then... I mentioned outbreak. There was an outbreak of Badoo. So I got a shiny Badoo. And now both of those are all leveled all the way up. They're all to their, you know, highest evolution at this point. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm just having a really, really fun time in that game. So you know that yeah. scene in Detective Pikachu when he like tries to catch the Cubone and stuff? Oh, yeah. I, I, I just feel like that's me half the time when I play Arceus. Like, yeah. it's just, things go wrong so many times, but it's so fun. Totally. Like, it's just silly. Like, But yeah. it's, yeah, it's so fun catching Pokemon in that game. But it's, it's like, it's a cool mix of, like, I, I love the different natures that all these Pokemon have. Like, some are docile and just kind of vibe. Then some of them run away. And so you have to, like, be really careful about how you approach them. And then so many of them just want to attack you, which is like, it, it finally is sort of solidifying that idea that they always tell you, but you never really felt, right? This idea that, oh, you can't go in the tall grass, like the Pokemon are going to get you and you need to get a starter first. So turn around, go back to, you know, Palatown, go back to that town and get a Pokemon or else you're going to like die, essentially. Um, yeah. You actually, that actually happens in this game. Like there's a real threat. I, I think there was one time where I was in one of the, uh, um, there's these, I don't want to spoil too much. There's like these areas that uh, every once in a while pop up and they just have like extra strong Pokemon. Um, and there's like special items and stuff. It, it, you'll see it fairly early game. Um, so hopefully it's not too spoilery, but I, I was in one of those scenarios and I was completely out of Pokemon and I'm just like, oh shoot, like I could just pass <laughs> out here because I'm I better go. <laughs> yeah. I don't have Pokemon <laughs> on me. Like they're all too weak or fainted. And, um, it's like, yeah, you're finally, it's finally clicking. It's like, oh yeah, like Pokemon are dangerous. Um, but also like so cool at the same time. And so that's cool. Um, I think if anything, I kind of wish there were less, um, ancestors to characters we already know about. I, I, I feel like some 
of the characters, especially like the ones that they showed off in the trailers, like I think that's fine. It's fine to have a good handful of characters where it's like, oh, they have like, you know, they look similar to, you know, this Pokemon game or like, especially the, you know, like Platinum, like Sinnoh games. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's like fine. Um, like even in the trailer, you have like, what's her name? Silene or whatever, like who's very clearly Cyrus's um, ancestor, which is like, that's fine to have that. But there's just some characters where it's like, okay, you literally have the exact same hairstyle. You look exactly the same as this <laughs> other character. And like, I don't really like care that much. Um, I almost would rather just like, you know, either have more variation that so they don't look literally exactly the same or just more original characters. Like the original characters in this game are really cool. Like Polina and Adam and I really like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, okay, why can't we just have like more of that? Why can't we have more original characters? And there's still yeah. a good handful of them, but that's like the one thing I could think of besides just the graphics. Cause I know everyone complains about the graphics besides just the graphics. That's like the one sort of complaint I have is that it's like, I I'd rather have more original characters um, like yeah. Volo. Like I love Volo. That guy's, that guy's awesome. And maybe he even is an ancestor. I don't know. But I don't think he is. I hope not at this point. He at least feels original enough that I'm like, I attribute this character to this game. Whereas so many other characters, it's like, I still attribute them to the other games. Yeah. Um. So those are my kind of short, sweet thoughts on it. Obviously, I'm still playing through it. I don't know how long the game is either. I heard there's a post game. Um, but I'm just having a fun time with that game cool yeah uh i am in days gone still for those who played the game i opened up three camps or four however you want to look at it uh i guess the third and fourth kind of go hand in hand gameplay is still the best part of that to me like if the game wasn't fun to play then i probably would wouldn't be interested in it but like Mm -hmm. yeah I, i still think that's where that game shines yeah i even then i think there's a lot that could have been uh i don't know just like with the hordes and stuff they really kind of honed in on that on the trailers being able to use them and weaponize them um i wish there were i guess more hordes than there are yeah they didn't they really dialed back on that because remember they had like the it was almost like a tech demo or like where he was like being chased by that massive like wave of them Mm -hmm. like i've had that happen a couple times but like not to that extent of that trailer i'm pretty sure and maybe i'm just getting games messed up but um i remember seeing like a horde and this is like pax west so like five six years yeah ago. yeah so long ago um it was a horde like up against a gate and like i basically like bombed the gate and then it opened and then the horde like flew through and then like tunneled through and like destroyed a bunch of people i think that horde uh, gone do i what? mean we definitely saw it at pax south for sure like i remember all the setup yeah. all the like statues or not statues but like the that whole setup that sony had there was like that zombie hanging and stuff yeah 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 that was um, definitely back south yeah because because you played that's where you played that right the first time yeah and i'm thinking before that um okay, I before that, okay maybe it was different but um but yeah it was just in this trailer where because there i got to play it and i, I played actually the part of the at pack south was pretty early in the game that was really cool yeah um and it was nice because i played it i got understood it way more this time around than when I did it back south. They kind of just threw oh, you in. Dude, that's that's the scary part about demoing games at, at conventions like that. Because you're like, you have no idea what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, they just kind of throw you in. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just like, there was just more utilization of the hordes uh, that I think would be really fun. 
Uh, right mm. now, I just kind of like when I'm weaponizing them, I'm just getting kind of lucky. Uh, like they'll be in an oh. area, so I'll throw a bomb and they'll come and I'll just hide. Well, I remember I had um, there was a scenario where I think it's like a story based thing where you have to deal with a bear. Yeah. And I, I was able to use the zombies to basically fight the bear for me and just That's finish cool. them off. Yeah, yeah. It was I neat. definitely fought the bear by myself. I was like, I'm going to get out of the way. That boy's <laughs> tough. Cause yeah. Like, like, even if you fight him by yourself, you still have to, like, I used, like, a bunch of explosives. <laughs> uh, I had, like, a sniper rifle. Uh-huh. And so I would literally just, like, run away and then run back, get on top of a truck, Take sniper pot. rifle. Take pot shots at him. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, run away nice. again, come back. Uh, yeah. Because I was somehow That's faster funny. than the bear. Made no sense. Um... <laughs> No, super cool. I, I won't dwell too much on it. Uh, I still think um, a focus on an actual uh, biker gang would have been cool. Um, the It's really annoying that everybody has bikes. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they're all the bikes that you can like unlock in your... like You don't unlock new bikes, but you can unlock upgrades. And so everybody's bike yeah. is just your bike with like different skins. That's a um, good point. And I'm like, it just seems kind of cheap and, like, quickly made, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was like, I've seen every other apocalyptic show that I've watched or played has been, like, there's one biker guy, and now in this world, everyone's a motorcyclist. <laughs> and I'm like, that just seems kind of weird. Um, yeah. And then also the character. I am really starting to fall uh, like in love with the character a lot more um, than I did at first. I thought he was kind of dumb. But I still think could have leaned more wolverine less spider-man with the big bad biker okay so now that you've played days gone i believe one of my pitches for like a wolverine thing was like canada if they like did if they somehow integrated that days gone style like motorcycle stuff through like canada through like wolverines like territory like that i think that'd be neat that'd be cool as like driving through as wolverine in an i'm really enjoying upgrading my bike yeah, like the bike stuff is cool. Aside from like the repairing you were talking about, mm-hmm. like I love how sometimes you can literally just slide through those hills without even hitting the gas. Like it's so mm-hmm. fun to do that. Yeah, uh, I've the upgrading it all. I was thinking like there's not a lot of there's a lot of car games where you upgrade your cars and make them look different ways, but there's not really a lot yeah. of that with bikes. Um, it would have been cool to be able to pick up new bikes kind of had a garage and then kind of done different things with it. i mean they just I, like i, I said last week like trike thing just some massive like <laughs> yeah give yeah. me an atv that's another thing too yeah all these motorcyclists nobody's got an atv out there i just that's I true that's a good point um <laughs> i i guess in summary like i said last week uh if they would have gone all in on some of the things instead of being like everything feels very middle ground um, yeah it may have been all in on something that i didn't like but i think someone else would have enjoyed like a survivalist game uh, where this is just like random tedious survivalist stuff, but not other survivalist stuff, and it just doesn't make sense sometimes. Yeah. Um, for me, that's not a game that I would want. I want no survivalist stuff. Just give me a bike that I can ramp off of a mountain and still land. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just like that kind of travel, but I don't want fall damage. Give me Apex. Yeah. <laughs> Fall um, damages for the week. Yeah. 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 My, my motorcycle could take it. It's only a thousand feet off the ground. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can move on. Either way, I, cool. I am probably going to beat it. Uh, I think right I'm on. getting pretty close to the end. So, uh, story as predictable as it is is a good story. 
See, you had a bike, and I was playing zombie games where I just used my feet. <laughs> yeah, there you Use go. my feet as transportation. <laughs> I wish this was a... Okay, I said I was going to end it, but I really wish this was a zombie apocalypse game where you started a motorcycle gang because you were just like, motorcycle is life. Yeah. And you were like, the only way Let's we're going to survive is brotherhood. Yes! Like, <laughs> yeah, I dig it. so good. Uh, yeah. I would, that would be super cool. There's no motorcycle gang, like, video games out there. Why not make it this crazy zombie apocalypse? Red Dead Redemption 2 style. You have a little camp. Yes. That camp oh is gosh. your... I mean, they already had Lost in the Damned expansion for GTA 4. They can totally expand on that idea. Damn. That's the only biker gang thing I played, and that was basically like, oh, you've seen Sons of Anarchy. Well, here's our take on it. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh... That's awesome. <laughs> there is like some... basically, like another guy's like, I don't like the way this dude's running the gang. Let me fight him. Let me kill him. I thought about that play in the other day too. Was like, I I went really into Daryl Dixon. I was like, I would think that you would just go crazy with Walking Dead because the zombies. Um, yeah. There isn't a ton of Sons of Anarchy to this either, and I was like, I'm really surprised they didn't pull more inspiration from that. The yeah. one thing that I will say, there is somebody. It's kind of spoilery, so I won't give any names. Where they burned off his tattoo of his. Uh, MC his motorcycle club oh, like, logo yeah, yeah. on his back. And they like yep. burn that tattoo off, and uh, that is like right out of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, but and probably real life. I don't know. I don't know anything about motorcycle gangs. Probably. I was gonna say sure they got motorcycle like gangs. I don't know to like personally many motorcycle gangs, but I one of my friends, two of my friends actually work at a coffee shop here in Seattle um, called Two Kick that is specifically like for uh bikers and there's like a garage oh, cool. next to it where you can like work on your bike and there's like they they do like little like not shows but like workshops and stuff they host there so um that's so they're cool. really connected with the uh, motorcycle gang community in seattle which yes i guess there is one by the way most people may, maybe not <laughs> think that it seems very like more of a rural or like not super this takes place in oregon type thing oh well, yeah then, yeah and so um but anyway I, I should visit that shop a lot, and there's lots of motorcycle uh, gang folks. They're always up there with the cool motorcycles, but they're all really, really nice. They're all so mm-hmm. chill. Like, they're super cool. So, that's where... It's so funny. It's like, it seems like there's stereotypical, like, motorcycle gang, and sure, there's probably motorcycle gangs like that out there, but just in my experience, they're all just really, like, genuine, nice people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... That would have been cool, too. Yeah. Just make it, like, they're just out... Ah, man! I want this game. Day's gone. Get a hold of me. Uh, <laughs> I've got they're ideas. not even getting a so sequel. Like Sony, yeah, like they're. I think we discussed it before. There won't, there won't be a sequel. There is a petition that just hit some huge milestone like four days ago. Yep. Yeah, there um, is. So if they want to make a sequel, I know how to do it. Uh, he needs to make a. I don't know how the game ends yet, but uh, him and Boozer can go ahead and make a little, little gang camp. They yeah. Have a cook. They can have someone betray them because it's a video game and someone's got to betray them. And they can do like runs for people for other camps, like an actual like MC. And they, they can help the community. I love this. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. There is a motorcycle gang. This is off topic. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. It's a motorcycle club. I shouldn't call it a gang. Sorry. Um, but like that. their whole thing is that they're rough, tough motorcyclists. And um, they, when kids go to court, um, they will walk with the kids so that the kids feel oh safe. Hmm. See, like, there's just such nice people. Yeah, there, yeah. there are definitely, so like, positive 
clubs out there for sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, that's that's all that I've been playing. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I haven't even touched Apex because of it. I've been into it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, they just, Apex just had that new update too. I know. So I'm like, do I go back or do I finish this game? Yeah. So I go back, I probably won't finish it. Yeah. Oh, that reminds uh, me. Dwayne Johnson's in Fortnite now as an unlockable character. So. So weird. Yep. Um, so that's a thing now. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking of news, um, we'll get into the gaming news, I How guess. Who plays the uh, boulder in the Avatar Netflix show? The boulder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the boulder. Anyway. Um, yeah. So for gaming news, not a ton to really talk about here. Some cool stuff. Um, but the, the kind of the, the bummer news to me. That uh, Bloomberg reports that uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League is being pushed back to 2023, uh, which I don't think has been confirmed necessarily. But didn't they literally just announced that DC fandom last year? Like, oh, this is coming out 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is good that Gotham Knights is. It sounds like Gotham Knights is still on track from out this year, but Suicide Squad do, seems like it's not. Which um, I think you've even mentioned, LJ. Yeah, I think it was you that said you would be surprised if both DC movies or both DC games came out in one year. Yeah, yeah, it it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so it's like I figured. Yeah, I mean, we barely saw gameplay or like what looked like gameplay a few months ago, so I'm not surprised. Um, I'm okay with waiting. Uh, We have Gotham Knights this year. We have there's so many good games out right now. Like it's stupid. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and it just makes my massive backlog (laughs) even bigger. And more to come. Um, I mean. Yeah. A lot of games coming out soon. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize Forbidden yeah. West was so close. Yeah, okay, so another game that's actually a lot closer than anyone anticipated, I think. Um, we'll, we'll get into it. Actually, a couple. Actually, both of these. So, we had two showcases. One of them was State of Play. And so, if you're a car person, uh, you'll want to check out Gran Turismo, which is coming out in the next couple weeks. Uh, Gran Turismo 7. Game. Series. Yeah, so, um, and they say this one's going to be more accessible, even though it is a car sim. I didn't watch the state of play just because I'm not a big Gran Turismo guy, but I'm sure there's people out there that are, um, so they can enjoy that. I'm terrible at car sims. Yes, especially, like, the more realistic ones. Like, I can play Forza because Forza's easy. Forza literally has, like, a rewind button where it's like, oop, I messed up. Let me get a mulligan, you know? Like, me, <laughs> That's cool. Let me get a do-over. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, it sounds like this one's going to have more accessibility options for people who are not like super hardcore which intrigues me i'll have to see what they do there but the other game that uh, had a showcase much lo- much shorter i believe it was only like 10 20, uh, 15 minutes but ghostwire tokyo had a showcase this this week and it is coming out on march 25th the same day as kirby i believe Oh my god. And I already have Kirby pre-ordered and like I'm already like ah oh, cuz this game <laughs> looks good too and I'm claiming this game on our hot list. So it's just like oh, so many good games and and it's one of those things where it's like I don't even care about Horizon. But there's like a ton of other games I still really care about coming out. <laughs> I feel like 2022 is like I think it's already becoming this year where it's like 
you know, 2021 games were like, there weren't a ton of really big games out. 2021 held back, kind of. <laughs> I feel like it was a little bit weak, um, but I feel like 2022 is like, everything was like, oh, we're not going to put this out in 2021, but it's going to be 2022. And all of a sudden, like, even including Pokemon Legends Arceus, I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, that's like out this month. You know, me saying that last month. I was like, yeah. that's out? Like, and then, yeah, again, it's like, oh my gosh, Horizon's coming out. And then, oh my gosh, like these other games are coming out. And which is really cool and really exciting. I'm just like, oh my gosh, my wallet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and also yeah. I was even thinking, I'm like, Horizon, I'm just like, okay, and half these games are like open world games. And then Elden Ring mm-hmm. coming out this month yeah, too. Yeah, it's actually um, like, they ju- it's just, it's creeping up on us. Yeah. Like it's creeping up on me. Like maybe every, maybe, maybe our listeners, I don't know, maybe you've been and, prepared. Maybe you and have And I'm playing a lot of like, the other like weird, uh, weirder games that probably the casual gamer doesn't even like care about. So it's like, there's yeah. still so much. It's crazy. So, um, Exciting, yeah. but just a yeah, lot. Um, Ghostwire looks really cool. It's from Tingo Gameworks, oh, right. uh, yeah. the makers of Evil Within. So this is like a first person, not, not a shooter, but it's like, you know, there is combat and you're fighting all these like supernatural creatures that it, there's this like wave of whatever it is that's taken mm-hmm. over Tokyo and Tokyo's filled with demons. And so you're this guy who's basically like exercising them and using all these cool like Japanese like exorcism tools and everything. When he moves his hands like in first person, I instantly said, I want a Doctor Strange game that just lets like the multiverse or lets like Mephisto's world loose in New York. And just give me a first-person shooty Doctor Strange game. Like, the way that dude moves his hands in the gameplay and does this stuff, and I'm just like, okay, I want to see that, but in Doctor Strange. So, it'll never, probably never happen, but I was like, I hope Marvel looks at that and says, like, hey. We can do that. Yeah, we can do that, because it easily fits. I believe the demons might be a little more generic, but the ones in this game, like, look super trippy, like, yeah, it's it looks insane. It looks so weird. It looks like one of those games that like the plot is gonna be so over the top and not make sense, but it looks fun. Um, so I'm all for running around the city and fighting supernatural creatures again for a second time this year. So um, Ghostwire Tokyo looks really cool, and uh, yeah, um, that's it for gaming news. Well, we'll get. Straight into movie news then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. None of us saw a movie this week. I uh, failed. <laughs> sometimes it happens. Movies are... It's a hard thing. Uh, yeah, shows, I, I have really to set aside well. a specific time to watch a movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I have a $25 Fandango gift card I got from work that I have not used yet, or from uh, my previous job. I've even got with streaming like, stuff, I thought I'd be watching a lot more movies, but uh, anymore I'm going like kind of down to 30-minute shows again, or it used to be the hour-long shows. Um, Nightmare like, Alley is on HBO and Hulu now. I need to check that out. Oh, I, that's right. There's some good stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like for me with shows, it's like... Even if it's a 30 minute show, I'm still watching like an hour and a half of it. I don't know why I don't decide to just watch like half a movie yeah. or something and come back. But uh, I feel like I got to pay attention to a movie more than I do a show, though. That's true, too. Um, that's, I, yeah, it's fair. I feel like for me, it's like I, I watch a lot of video essays. <laughs> so I don't really have an excuse when it comes to time. It's not really a time aspect, but I think it's, it's kind of an interest thing. Like, hmm. I don't know. Sometimes if I don't really know like what I'm going, what what i'm going into it with like you know if i'm blind to something i'm not going to be very interested in it 
Whereas like video essays, it's like, oh, this is a topic I'm interested in or want to learn about. And so I'm yeah. going to watch this, you know, probably similar with podcasts, even though I definitely watch more video essays than listen to podcasts. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, for me, it's like, you know, like in Kanto, I'm like, oh, I really want to watch it because I know it's good. And some, a lot of my friends have said it's good. And I know that there's like a premise to it that sounds interesting and et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know when it comes to movies, I'm just really bad at watching new movies. Mm -hmm. I realize there's a difference between me and my husband and that he likes watching new stuff, um, shows and (laughs) movies, and I'm more like a comfort, like, I like to go to my comfort movie, I like to go to my comfort (laughs) TV show instead of engaging in new stuff. I like just giving myself stuff I already know that I like, which is ironic because I'm like, you know, I don't, I'm very like anti-nostalgia. I think nostalgia, you know, is dumb, but at the same time, I I do have those comfort things I like to go back to, so I'm a hypocrite, I don't know, but... (laughs) <laughs> I don't rewatch remakes though, okay? I will rewatch the original Mulan yeah. and the original like that sort of thing. There's a difference. Maybe that's why you don't like nostalgia in that sense of like remaking something is because yeah. you're yeah, like the original why, is good still. Cuz exactly. when something is remade or or adapted, it just goes like off the wall. Exactly. I still love the idea of taking bad movies and remaking them. Like Aragon? Yeah. Can we get okay, a remake that of that? That's fine. Yeah. Like, I think that's, like, such a cool idea. Like, take really terrible movies that did really poorly. Make them yeah. good. Uh, like, a new... Well, I guess they're making a Percy Jackson show. I was heard. thinking of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Disney, Disney has, a, has a hold of a show, which I think will be cool to mm-hmm. see. We'll see. very similar story there. Yeah. I think, for me, it's just, like, the... I want the freedom to be able to drop it whenever I want. Like, for whatever reason, when I'm like, oh, oh, I got a movie. I gotta watch that all the way through. But we can do a 30-minute yeah. show. I can be like, I'm good. I, can, yep. I don't have to watch another one. Um, unless totally. it's a Netflix show. Netflix figured it out. This is what you do yeah. with Netflix shows. Uh, There's a pro tip for anyone watching Netflix shows. You need to watch the episode and then just 10 minutes into the next episode. Oh, and then so you you're can not like it. left on a crazy cliffhanger. Yep, because it'll literally resolve. <laughs> the episodes end 10 minutes early. Uh, your episode, whatever you're watching, if you watch 10 minutes in... Just until the resolution happens, and you need to turn it off. You have to have that self control. Like, All right, I'm gonna. That's a big brain stop. move. Yeah. That is. That's a very smart move. <laughs> wow. Um, well, here yeah, I figured that out a few shows ago. But the car show that I watched, that Rust Riches, uh, really had to do it with that one, uh, and it was really obvious with that one. It was literally like they cut the episode early, and then it would wow. end, and then a new sh- episode would start. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Uh, let's get into the movie news then, though, uh, Shelley. Go ahead. Yeah, so we don't even have much in the movie news department, but we do have a couple things to talk about. Um, one, we have... Uh, this is just, like, such a random statement, but I guess it kind of <laughs> makes sense. Tom Holland wants to make a Jack and Daxter movie. So it's like, the greatest game of all time. That seems so absurd, but at the same time, like, he obviously just worked on the Uncharted ga- game. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Movie. I feel like somebody told him to say that. <laughs> I don't know. It's like and it'll happen. It's Naughty Dog still, right? Oh, it yeah. is. Okay, I was just looking that up. I was like, are those both? <laughs> no, no. That's why. That's why it's like, oh, there is some like re- sort of context behind hmm. it. But, and PlayStation um, exclusives. Yeah, it's just like and yeah, Sony. And he works with Sony. It's just weird. I'm just like the Sony it's exec such a probably weird told him to say that. Or statement. maybe he said it because he actually wants it, but he knew that if he said it, Sony would pick it up. He's probably got yeah. Sony just in putty in his hands. Yeah. We didn't he report on this, that... but Uncharted was uh, it was supposed to be a Bond movie. I can see that. 
So he wanted what he pitched was a uh, James Bond origin story, featuring him, of course. And uh, they said, mm-hmm. "How about no? But we'll do an origin story for Uncharted because we own that." And like, even that Uncharted is not an origin story. But yeah, way, I don't know. Um, Never mind. Like, I oh. think I think it's mostly a joke. But it's, like, kind of scary how when Tom Holland says something, it just tends to happen. Because the Mm -hmm. actual quote here, like, he's saying that, like, this is, like, it would be, like, his sort of dream video game adaptation. Probably because I think it was in an interview. um, Probably talking about Uncharted. But he's, like, he wants to play Jack in a live-action Jack and Daxter. And he he says that like it, Jack, ideally... He says I ideally mean, he could, it would he be... He could voice the character and, like, mocap the character for, like, an animated thing, but He said ideally it would be made by A24, so, so he can make it, like, really <laughs> weird and dark. So, like, it's just <laughs> absolutely... Oh, my God. Just, so that's what that's... I mean. It's, like, I think it's mostly a joke, but at the same time, it's, like, kind of yeah. scary. I kind of hope it doesn't happen. I don't want a live-action Jack and Daxter. That's Especially really by A24. That just sounds um, pretty bad, if I'm being oh. honest, Tom Holland. Um, but either way, it's just... It's one of those things where it's, like, if we talk about it now, someone... Because everyone loves Tom Holland. And a great. And to be fair, I love Tom Holland, too. But it's just, like, he, he speaks things, and it happens. And it's not okay sometimes. And Pascal goes, whatever you want. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's just, like, I, I just think that's the wrong move, Tom Holland. You do not know yeah. you're making a live action. Pick up a better um, game. Anything like I mean, that. And you don't not, need to Not, read. like, that Jack is a bad game, but, like, pick a game that would make a better adaptation. Yeah, and it just also would be so weird of him being, in like, that the star in Uncharted, but then also being the star in another okay, so if Naughty he was Dog Jack, live action video game adaptation. It, like, if he was Jack, who would play Daxter? I see. I don't know. I'm like Kevin. It would probably be Kevin Hart or something. It'd be Chris Pratt, obviously. You, oh, it would be. Chris Pratt, <laughs> right, actually. Still the white dudes in there. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. If this I guy voiced in Sonic the Hedgehog, he would actually be kind of perfect for it. Oh, Ben Schwartz. Oh yeah. 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 Is yeah. Daxter? I'm more okay with Ben Schwartz. <laughs> I'm more okay with that. But okay, yeah. this isn't gonna happen, guys. Like. We're just talking about it. It's not going to happen, right, Tom Holland? It's not going to... We're not doing that, right? That's not happening? Oh, my gosh. I can't really see it being good. Um, I do like the mocap idea. That would be super cool. We need more of that. Why can't we just have really long cutscenes? I bring it up every every week. Dude, I don't know. I want long cutscenes. So there's that. That's a weird bit of news. But... uh, this is something you probably didn't expect, or maybe you did, if you watched the original movie. Murder Mystery 2 is happening. So if you don't remember Murder Mystery, uh, if you're like yes. me and forgot that it existed. Definitely forgettable. That's totally fine. It's that but movie good. that was on Netflix with Jeffrey yeah. Epstein and Adam Sandler. Um, and it's actually, like, I did not realize how popular it was. Apparently, it's um, Netflix's, it's in the list for Netflix's top 10 most watched original films, which is, like, crazy. I'm... I guess they don't have too many original films. I'm pretty um, sure that was pre-COVID as well. Yeah, so good for them, I guess. But they're making a sequel. Um, so I, I if, liked the first one. Yeah, it was good. So I good. enjoyed it. Good. I just don't remember um, it at all. This, yeah, the sequel is obvious because they totally set one up. Yeah, so and it's a very classic setting as well. That's probably for the best. I think it's better to make a sequel when it's like they already had a plan going into it. And it's actually one of the few good Adam Sandler movies on Netflix, because a lot of the new stuff he's done on Netflix has been garbage. 
Uncut Gems is that on Netflix or is that on HBO? I think Max? that was I think that was a, that was its own thing. I don't think that was a Netflix thing. It wasn't an original if it is on Netflix. Uh, well, no, I can't remember where I watched not. it at. That's true. Yeah, it, it, came, was... it came to theaters and everything. When I think about when I think about Adam Sandler and 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 hearing that phrase next to like good <laughs> movies he's in, that's like the only movie I can think of. Is that then you get stuff like um, oh, that I mean, movie there's... was intense. There's been a couple on Netflix that uh, that that have actually been decent with him, but most of them have been bad. Yeah, um, that's that's all our movie news, guys. I know it's kind of whack. Uh, eventually, <laughs> we're gonna get back into the swing where there's gonna be really big movie news. It's just you know, it's still the beginning of the year. Today is not the day. Right <laughs> yeah, I mean, I even looked week. to go see a movie in the last couple of weeks, and nothing really great was in theaters at the time. Is but I think we got some stuff. It's just huh? January, February. That's how it goes. The Kingsman's out, isn't it? Um. Uh, well, that came out in December, but that's actually coming to Hulu in like March. Oh. Because Fox struck a new deal with Hulu now, um, so that means a lot of those big like twentieth uh, movies mm-hmm. are gonna come to Hulu now. Okay. Yep. So we'll get to watch the Kingsman, the Kingsman on Hulu pretty soon. Nice. Um. Oh, there's there was another movie. There's a couple other movies that come come to mind. I can't think of the name of any of them at the moment, but. I mean, even before Batman, you know, like there's stuff that's coming, but just it feels like it's very, it been a very dry week for movies. Mm-hmm. Well, month, I feel like. I think it's been pretty yeah. slow. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, but, we can, we can move on to TV, though. Which we yeah. actually watch TV, so we can talk about it. Yeah, well, we did we watch TV. A lot of TV. <laughs> um, I guess the first thing I want to talk about is Vox Machina. Um, yeah, LJ, do that. You had said you had watched a little bit of it. How far did you get? Um, I got maybe, I mean, how long are episodes? Like, start what? How, how long are the episodes? Like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Okay. So I only maybe got like six or seven minutes into it or something. Like it was after that initial scene. Oh, you got like one episode in. Well, yeah. So like, yeah. So like <laughs> not even a full episode, but. Wow. Okay. So yeah. Well, so in, in my mind, I'm just going to open up with this since you've already like basically started the conversation. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it, Vox Machina feels like they, they went, like, of course they got it funded, and then Amazon's like, ooh, we're going to pick this up. Fake money. Mm-hmm. In, my, in my mind, it feels like they just went, ooh, we got Amazon. We got Amazon behind us now. Let's just do whatever we want. Let's just mm-hmm. have nudity and have all yeah. this crass humor just because we can. Whereas something like Peace, Peacemaker, which has almost just as much of ridiculous content like that, to me, that actually has heart, and it actually has a story that it's trying to tell, versus Vox Machina. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, it's like, oh, sorry. It does get a story. I will say that. Um, well, yeah. If but like obviously it's boat, gonna have like, one. The content seems super unnecessary to me. Uh, it does yeah. really strong content, and it's just and like, the animation feels like it's too good for that. Like I feel like, like I want to like it because the animation is really mm-hmm. good, but it just makes me not care. It's what I would expect a PG thirteen like I want a PG thirteen version of this to have just been whatever D and D show that's in the works. Yeah. Like I think they're working they on just, some movie or show or something. If they toned it down a little bit, I would the appreciate it a lot more. Ridiculousness is very Dungeons and Dragons in my experience, and that would be really cool. Well, well, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, there is that. Like, yeah, like it's definitely like, oh, if you play a D and D, like like we were talking about earlier, if you play D and D, you know, there's going to be some nonsense. Mm-hmm. Oh, but sure. like it just it, it it feels different than that though. What were you gonna say, Shelley? I was just gonna say that you know I haven't seen it yet, um, and I will probably watch it. I know my husband really wants to watch it because again we both are very very 
big D&D lovers. We never actually watched any Critical Role, but a lot of our friends do. And so I know mm-hmm. a lot of our friends are really interested in, in, in this show. Um, I'll have to get their opinion on it. I don't know if any of them have watched it yet. Um, but it kind of sounds like a show that maybe is struggling to figure out what its actual audience is. Because um, I feel like that happens in like, car- like cartoon, you know, animated shows a lot. It's like, I fully respect if an animated show wants to be more mature. Mm-hmm. I totally 100% like understand that. And I think that... I, I, I think that was kind of clear from the trailers, like just with how much they were cursing and how much language they're using. I'm like, okay, this is meant to be for a mature audience. But at the same yeah. time, it, it sounds like it's kind of maybe going too far in the like, oh, we're, you know, it's like, like it happens in movies, right? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, we're already mature. We're already, we're already rated R. We're already at that level. We might as well throw in all this other freaking crap that you could only do if it's rated right. this yeah. way or like presented this way. Um, and with Amazon, right, they can kind of just do whatever. Whereas like Invincible is very mature but there's i don't think any nudity nudity? i don't think there's any but it's like it's it's it is gruesome it is violent and so i feel like that's there because the comics are probably yeah this was a really good example of an animated show that was mature but wasn't like being over the top yeah it wasn't overbearing at all yeah there's i've heard of so many anime shows that sort of struggle with that sort of balance like i even know like i don't know if you guys heard about the disaster that was high guardian spice um but that was making the rounds on uh social media for a while when it came out just because it's very very interesting to learn about um basically it's it is one of those shows that just sort of struggles to find its audience because it's on one hand acts very much like a show for little kids or show for cartoons but then they just randomly have curse words and they randomly have violence and they randomly mm. have like really mature stuff but then at the same time they like break down like really simple concepts as if <laughs> your audience isn't adults and it's just very oh, wow. strange um so i don't know i wonder it sounds like it is more of a case of like they just want to be mature and they're just gonna throw in as many things as they can and also, yeah. D&D is incredibly chaotic, and mm-hmm. if you're, I mean, seeing nudity visually is a little bit different than, like, oh, this guy happens to be, like, naked that you walk past in the street or whatever when you're playing D&D, mm-hmm. because it's that's up to your own imagination if you're playing, um, or you could just tell your DM, hey, I'm not really comfortable with this, maybe we cannot have that happen. Um, and you can, you know, retcon it all or just change the direction. Yeah. And, I don't know. And that's where, I'd, that's where I'd say I've never played in a secular D&D session. So I don't know how mm-hmm. vulgar or crass somebody could get. But yeah. I imagine that's very possible. Um, but I've, I've just never so, had that. I've seen so many horror stories about uh, about um, D&D sessions that just go terrible. There's uh, any Reddit users, any Redditors out there. Um, I, I follow the... Uh, I think it's called D&D Horror Stories or RPG Horror Stories. I think it's RPG oh, wow. Horror Stories. And it's like, it's almost exclusively, not literally exclusively, but so many horror stories about like just whack groups that come together and the DM being incredibly perverted and just like that terrible sucks. things happen because of it. And so I'm really blessed and happy that I've had such amazing D&D groups. Yeah. Um, but it, unfortunately that is going to happen in a lot of, D&D groups, and if you're comfortable with it, that's great, but then it's also weird how it's like, yes, this was a D&D group that was broadcasted to the public, but it's still, like, just a bunch of people playing D&D originally, and I feel like everyone, you know, 
when you're playing D&D, and if you never play D&D, that's fine, but um, I feel like whenever I do, like, I always am so engrossed in the characters and the story because I'm literally playing the game. I am I'm yeah. interacting with it. It is personal. And um, I always think, like, oh, this would be, this story would be, like, a great book. It would be a great, you know, show or movie or whatever, when really that's not actually realistic because so much freaking yeah. chaos and nonsense and non-story related stuff happens in D&D. You could just have a random TPK at the climax of an arc or something when you're fighting the big bad and it's like, oh, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, actually, a good example is the D&D campaign that I was, uh, that I'm in. You know, I just talked about how we finished off an arc um, and we were facing the big bad uh, or one of the big bads, not literally the BBEG, not the big bad evil guy, but um, at least a big boss that we've sort of been <laughs> like leading up to, right? And we very quickly realized we're going to all die. Like, we are not <laughs> actually prepared for this. Mm-hmm. This is scary. And then um, basically what our DM did, it has a, a different villainous group come in and like actually kind of help us because we realized we we were both, we both have a shared enemy of this guy that was right in front of us. Um, enemy of my and enemy. How, we talked about yeah. how like that was actually made sense story-wise, but gameplay-wise, it sort of like hurt us a little bit because um, we wanted to just be us and all of a sudden it feels like a deus ex machina coming in and sort of saving our butts a little bit. So D&D, it's like, it's so hard because you do have to kind of choose between story and gameplay. There's there's a balance for sure. Yeah, and so it's just, I don't know. Again, I haven't seen the show yet, but I'm curious to see how they are going to balance that because obviously, you know, Matt Mercer is, is choosing to make sure that his, you know, players have fun and part mm-hmm. of playing have fun is that gameplay and letting your characters kind of do whatever even if it doesn't make sense for the story or throwing things in there that don't make sense to the story or characters or whatever that's like part of the fun so yeah getting that translated to a show that's one thing that i think shelly you will enjoy about the show is like almost the entire time you can pick out what was rolled and what was like oh yeah like decided on and obviously they don't say roll for it or anything it's right. just like they're like i'm gonna go do this and then you go watch them do it and you see them either pass or fail and you're like they definitely had a roll to see if they're gonna pass or fail that oh, um, yeah there's a couple nice. situations like that or just um the way that they will approach uh the enemies and you're like you kind of understand like oh this is what happened okay <laughs> like, yeah. you can really see yeah. the board in your head which is fun yeah, and that's and I think yeah, I think I'll enjoy it because again, I'll I, I am gonna watch it eventually, almost definitely. I think I will definitely enjoy it for that aspect. Um, and probably Daniel and I will be watching it more for that aspect uh, at all. But um, that context is important. I just feel like it'd be really difficult. Sounds like again, because I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds like it would be difficult for folks who have never played D and D to watch something like this. And granted, mm-hmm. they may would maybe they're not even interested in watching it at all. Maybe only D and D players are interested in watching it. Um, or those who have consumed enough critical role that they kind of know what's going on with D&D. Um, which is a great handful of people out there who just never played and just yeah. know the rules or know a bunch of stuff because of critical role. Uh, which is both a pro and a con, I would say. Um, but it's is it like beneficial? Are those things beneficial to an actual story? Is it beneficial to the characters and their development? Like... It's always such a long, it's a, like a long grind when it comes to campaigns and D&D campaigns, at least in my experience, where it's like little character moments that build up to the like character development at the very end. It's not very fluid because, again, you have to make so many checks and you have to make so many decisions. And 
I don't know. It's all just interesting to think about, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, the other show that I think we all watched. Do we have anything else on that? On Vox so. Machina? Nope. Yeah. I guess. Would I? I don't know if I'd recommend anyone quite yet. Um, I think. Still too soon to tell. Yeah. the The content is very intense and uh, i don't know if it's that enjoyable that i think it makes up for it um that's fair. but yeah these are own i think if you really like no D, uh like shelly i feel like you're gonna really like it for the D yeah. aspect not for like the not for the content. Yeah. story and the yeah ah, that yeah. makes sense i think the fact that it's a DD show and the concepts nice. are really cool um but well we all watched boba fett shelly you had not watched boba fett last week yeah and now i'm caught up what do you totally yeah echo everything we've been saying so far yeah um i guess i don't know how spoilery we want to be but just looking try not to be um, too much but i i really liked all of the flashback sequences in the first episode yeah like those were the best parts to me really really least favorite part i didn't care at all (laughs) see i'm the opposite i don't care about what's happening to him now yeah, yeah. Care about the past, my wife that, was that on was the same boat as you guys. She was like, "I want to know like what happened to him after the pit." And I don't I'm like, know. I don't know how else to roast this show. Like, really, I want to know like, why he's here, and I want to know what he's doing. I want him to do something cool, and he hasn't done anything cool yet. But that, yeah, and I think it's like it's it's weird because it's like I feel like it's really weird to think about how I feel like Mandalorians in general got really popular because of Boba Fett. They saw, you know, you see the Mandalorian armor. And he's not even Mandalorian per se, but they they see the Mandalorian armor and that you know they see the and, armor and they're like that's a cool character and that's cool and it's it's it, he looks cool right like with the helmet on he looks cool and so then they threw a bunch of Mandalorian stuff and like Clone Wars for example and then obviously they like made the Mandalorian and so now it's Rebels really think- as well they add a lot and, yeah and Rebels, Rebels. yeah it, it's like I it's weird to think about how like I feel like Boba Fett popularized and made uh, Mandalorians. Just, again, way more in the forefront of Star Wars fans' minds besides just, you know, Jedi and stuff. You think, like, oh, the Mandalorians, I recognize that armor. But at the same time, I feel like it's almost to Boba Fett's detriment because shows like the Mandalorian and He's not even like the coolest Mando one. Or He's Bo-Tan not even a real one. Are way more interesting than Boba Fett, at least yeah. as of right now. And so This it's... character you thought was cool because you had a toy back in the day. Exactly. It's like, it's again, it's a weird <laughs> cycle of, like... He was I'm super triggering popular. so many OG trilogy fans right now. He made this alien race or culture, I should say. It's more of a culture. Um, yeah. Very popular. And now that's become so popular that going back to the original Boba Fett is no longer um, as good because you've seen all this other good stuff that came from it. So that's that's overall without spoilers. I think that's sort of my overview on the show so far. Um, and if you see the show, you probably know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, um, I don't think you're gonna. I mean, I don't think that's spoilery at all because no, I think you're... Like, no, you're good. Yeah. Like it's just interesting, right? Like I would have wanted Boba Fett to do more cool stuff at this point. I guess is what yeah. is what I want to say. Yeah, I think everyone's kind of in the same boat there. Um, and maybe you know, especially with this last episode. Um, again, not wanting to say too much. I think it's. Um, becoming more of a show that I originally thought The Mandalorian was going to be. And The Mandalorian was not that show. And now that I'm seeing the show, I'm confused. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if that makes sense. I'm like, okay, I'm finally seeing the show that I originally thought Mandalorian was going to be like um, when that show first came out. 
And now I, I, I like don't know how to feel about it because I love the Mandalorian so much that now going back to this, I'm like, is this really what I want? And like with Boba Fett and anyway, those are my thoughts. The thing you thought you wanted isn't turning out to be as good kind of a thing. I guess. Like, and it's still fine, but it's like, it's maybe it's too little too late. Yeah, like, it's... like it's still fun, but it's the it's kind of on the weaker side, and we're at a point now where the show's not even a Boba Fett show anymore. Yeah, I will yeah. say one thing. Good. <laughs> I I I don't think it's spoilery. You guys could tell. We could cut it out if you guys think it is. But that chase scene was that's so the scene funny. That ge- that's the scene that gets roasted all the time. It's like, so funny. You're not like... the only one. <laughs> If you haven't seen it, like, I'm not giving you any context, but if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about, and it's hilarious. I don't know. They try to make it so cool, and it's just like, <laughs> they're going so slow. <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, what is going on? It's really funny. There's been a, I saw, like, I think it was a meme or something, just the fact that he has a jetpack. Yeah, he's just forgotten that he has a jetpack. Bro, that's, <laughs> see, I never thought about that. Even that's funny. Yeah, yeah no, that's straight like up, straight up. It's yeah. I just wish that he made smart decisions. Maybe that's what I want. Maybe that's what I want. Yeah, but Fennec is cool. Obviously, I love Fennec. And that's what's even funnier is like she's the one who's like we talked she's about like, this before. Like she's the cooler character. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just make a show about her instead. Straight up. Yeah. Well, I care, yeah, I care I, more. I'm calling it now. Boba Fett gets shot, dies at the <sighs> end of this show. So, I and feel so Fennec, bad. It'd be bad for the but for the fans. Fennec, yeah, it, for the fans it would suck. But I kind of just want them to put Boba Fett to rest now. At this point, like <laughs> literally, like just yep. you know, like some like somebody shoot him, and then <laughs> Fennec take over, take over the uh, Tatooine Empire or whatever. Whatever empire they were trying to build, for whatever reason, we still didn't, never knew. But I think it should be Phoenix. Yep. Dang. Yeah. I'm hoping he uh, rides in on some crazy monster. And, uh, oh, yeah. Like, like of course, it would be like an epic. Like, and just completely reminds everyone that he's cool. Um, well, yeah. Like, and I think that's what it should be. He should go down fighting, of course. <laughs> like, not not I, I just. Forgot one other thought i had watching the show go ahead it reminds me of dragon age it reminds me of dragon age inquisition like, specifically like getting the party together to fight a war kind of it, okay, it's I was like, like what? you're this character and you're put in this position of power and yeah. there is a difference because like i think in the show Boba fett's sort of choosing this whereas in, in, in inquisition you are you don't really choose that role and you got the magical void but just thing. being that, like, <laughs> people coming up to yeah. your throne in Dragon Age Inquisition, and it's like, oh, we have to figure out what to do with you. And then, like, a lot of times he's just like, well, maybe you can work for me, or maybe we can make this work. I, I don't know why. Just watching so many of those scenes made me think of Dragon Age Inquisition, because that's what I do all the time. And then, like, all, all your co- your party members or whatever, you know, the show Fennec is like, eh, I don't know if this is a good idea. I don't know if that's smart, <laughs> yeah. Boba. I don't know if that's a good idea. But then it's yeah. like, you do it anyway and face the consequences, whatever those consequences may be. I, I can I don't see know. that, I just, yeah. I, I thought of it, it was, like, very much like Dragon Age Inquisition, where it's like, but the party members have again, better that... ideas than you and you still don't listen and you're like, no, nah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah, so I don't know. That's just he one just... thought I had, though. 
in any other Godfather style movie show, he has shown so much weakness. Yeah. Like, he hasn't done anything. I don't know. Make Boba Fett cool again. It's still worth to watch. I mean, do we know how many episodes there's going to be? There's only one more left. Oh my gosh, really? I feel like it has to, uh, like, it's a must-watch for Mandalorian, just so you kind of understand what's happening. Now it is. Mandalorian story. A few weeks ago, I was telling Shelly she could totally skip the show. Yeah, like, (laughs) I think just, like, it was kind of brought up, uh, I think LJ, you said that it feels like a spinoff. Yeah. A uh, filler yeah. for, or not a spinoff, but it was obviously a spinoff, but it was kind of like a filler. It, it totally felt like filler, yeah. Like Mandalorian's the main anime, and then this is the these are the filler episodes. Um, yeah, it's like kind of an OVA. It's like it's watching just, those episodes of Naruto. You don't need to watch. It's just crazy that the most interesting things happening don't even involve Boba Fett. That's yeah, the craziest yeah. thing to me is that everything else you've seen that show is more interesting even the again for me personally i know cody you disagree but for me personally i think like even the flashbacks were more mm-hmm. interesting than what is currently being presented to boba yeah. Fett in the situation in the show um I'm not but disagreeing it's with like, that per se like they did yeah. a really cool thing with the train in the in the past yeah but i wanted the present to be more interesting like yes, I wanted I their, that's, and that's, at first you weren't getting much of the present at all, and so I was like, nothing's happening in the present. Uh, but yeah. then they had episodes where they were in the present, and I'm like, still nothing's happening in the present. Yeah, and that's how I feel too. It's like that stuff was so cool. It's like then it's like okay, well, why is he doing this? You know, and what's gonna happen? Like you know? the and past was probably happen. better than the present stuff. I just wanted more yes. of the present stuff, and I wanted it to matter. And so far, it hasn't. Yeah. Nope. And like, on the flip side, I kind of wished. Well. I think we all just wish this was a better show about Boba Fett. Yeah, like it's honestly, into, I really wish yeah. it was. It's turning into a show with implications. It's just a Mando that show that you now. still need to watch, and that's Disney Plus for you. They're just like, no, you can't just have like some side show about some side characters that you're vaguely interested in. You have to watch every show because, mm-hmm. in, you know, Marvel and Star Wars combined, it's like you have to watch every show because every show is going to have implications for the universe that it's involved with. Like mm-hmm. every Marvel show still has really big implications for what the future of Marvel um, has, <laughs> you know, it connects into the movies or whatever. And then Star Wars, it's turning into the same thing where it's like, you can't yeah. even have an offshoot of Boba Fett anymore. You can't even have an offshoot of other characters anymore. Yeah. Like what's Obi-Wan going to look like, going to look like as a show. Is it just going to be a cool show about him or is it going to have big implications for and like who knows what's happening in the mo- movies yeah. for Star Wars either because like they did their last trilogy. Are they gonna make another trilogy? What are they gonna do? <laughs> I don't what know do if they these know implications yet. lead to? Yeah, I don't think they the need to. There are talks shows? of it being like a Filoni universe, basically, of like Star Wars. So all the Star Wars shows that are like basically having a Disney Plus that are Filonis yeah. will have like a they'll have this big event, like big Marvel event, where you'll have to watch a show or a movie, uh, but you'll have to watch all of these shows to have understood it. Yeah, and I that's... feel like the always sunny meme now, like especially telling my family, like this thing came from a show, this thing came from a comic book, this yeah. thing came from Which, a video game. Yeah. Also, too, Kingdom from this. Hearts. I'm not I even against that. It's just it's oh. happening already. Like, mm-hmm. like I would be okay with a show where I had to watch all the other shows to understand it, but like Boba Fett should have been a show that stood on its own, and yes. then had this other thing that if I wanted to invest in everything else. Uh, I can, but yeah. I don't have to. It's Kingdom and then, Hearts' problem. It, yeah. Because here's the thing with Kingdom Hearts, if you don't know, um, every single 
Kingdom Hearts game, every single Kingdom Hearts media, whether it comes in the form of a mainline game or a random app that you can only get a Japanese version of or a 3DS game or a other type of game. They literally all matter. I was talking to mm-hmm. my friend um, who, of course, I made this connection because I'm like, oh, you love Kingdom Hearts and you love Star Wars. Makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not dig or anything. I'm just like, oh, this makes sense, yeah. right? Because um, he was explaining the plot and the importance of the rhythm game, the the Kingdom Hearts rhythm game that came oh, out yeah. on the Switch. It is a stupid <laughs> rhythm game, which like, you know, if I was someone who would play Kingdom Hearts and like it for the gameplay, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to play um, to get a rhythm, a rhythm game. game. But he said, yeah, it's a it sort of retells the entire story up to this point. And then at the very end, there's two things that are included that have huge implications for the future of Kingdom Hearts that you have to consume and you have to understand in order to see the future of Kingdom Hearts, right? And I'm just like, it's wow. the same problem. Where it's like, you can't just have things stand on its own anymore. It all has to be connected into this bigger, grander thing. And that's just super annoying. It's super mm-hmm. annoying. It's time investing that you don't want to spend all this time in. And it's also just depressing that they're relying so hard on past successes and past characters and nostalgia. I don't think, I mean, I don't want to go too far. I don't need to go this far. <laughs> I'm hoping what I say makes some sense. It, it's yeah. just kind of annoying that it's like, both with Marvel and Star Wars and stuff, they're like, everything has to be connected. Everything has to be have implications, right? It has to be mm-hmm. related to the future of this multiverse or universe or whatever, galaxy, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because now, now it's no longer just Boba Fett. Now it's just more Star Wars. And that's why I liked Vision so much, because it really actually was disconnected. It really mm-hmm. actually was. It was just vignettes from around the galaxy of just individual stories and individual characters yeah. that, you know, That was the most the original content we've gotten out of Star Wars maybe ever. Yes, and it opened up <laughs> yeah. the opportunity for you to be like, oh, this is like a cool Star Wars thing that maybe we could yeah. like look more into. And like, they even made like uh, that book, that Star Wars novel, Ronin, right? Off of that yeah. one episode. And like, that's cool because you can go out of your way if you really want to consume more of that. You go out of your way and, and you can have a fun time, which is that um, as far as I'm aware, it doesn't spell implications for the future of Star Wars. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. I could be wrong because I haven't actually read it. Well, well, that's what they kind of said when that show was made is like, you, you can't connect it to anything. Like you, you can't be Which you know, doing stuff like that. Which is a good thing. I yeah. wish that happened more. I wish that yeah. was with Boba Fett. They couldn't necessarily, they couldn't use like any characters or anything that had already been done. Exactly. Hmm. I've ranted enough. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, um, the other show that me and LJ, well, I've been staying on basically the same stuff uh yeah. peacemaker getting really good I don't, yeah not not much we can say there but i still it's it's still really good yeah i uh yeah that, that would be a spoiler i was thinking uh, <laughs> i know it's too it's yeah it's at a point now where it's like close to being done so it's like we can't really say much anyway mm-hmm. yeah we um, know a lot more about what's going on in the show than we did at first a lot has been revealed all, um, all heck is broken loose at this point. Yeah, things that were uh, planted uh, in the towards <laughs> the beginning of the show have, have come to light, and uh, yep, it's it's really cool. I don't know. Uh, again, really mature, um, but it's, it's not... kind of funny how both of these shows are breaking into some kind of war scenario. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, it's interesting to to kind of compare it to Vox Machina 
in the sense that I'm like, ah, the, the content in that makes it almost not worth it. And then uh, this show, it has a, basically, like you said, the kind of the same content, but um, yeah. the story is story's good. The humor is good. Uh, you kind of can look past some of the, the more mature things. Um, yeah, and, it has a lot of heart to it that goes deeper than just the the, the disgusting stuff. Yeah, there's a, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the basis of the show is that all of these people are just completely terrible. Um, yeah. And so you're watching the characters develop um, and become better people through it. And that's really cool to see. Which, uh, which I didn't get the vibe, uh, that vibe from Vox Machina at all. Like, I really didn't. Like, I'm just like, nah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know if character development would be the strong suit of Vox Machina. For yeah. sure. Because uh, <laughs> it would be nice. Like, you know, like the way that show starts, it's like, oh, no, we're all just kind of dirtbags. Like, we're all just suck. <laughs> and it would be neat to see them to develop into actual heroes with, you know, credibility. With that, because it's D&D, it's more of like they're slowly revealing their backstories. And that makes them a little bit more interesting as characters. Right. Um, getting to see, like, how they, they got to where they are, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah this is more um all these people are garbage human beings um but are like slowly bettering themselves uh, throughout the show it's kind of cool to see that like even even peacemaker he has this crazy past that like yeah in a lot of ways it's not really his fault you know like that he is the way he is you know like and to me like to show to for that character to be that interesting was huge Mm -hmm. yeah i was surprised uh i shouldn't be because james gunn is just uh he does amazing things with storytelling um mm-hmm. but like when he's he's crying and he's like everyone hates me um it was just like wow this is not where i thought this character i would have never yes. thought that we would have gone there with peacemaker one watching the suicide squad yeah um he's they, they even bring up you kind of like the psychology of why he is the way that he is um, not just the backstory, the stuff that LJ's talking about, uh, but like he's using it as like a defense mechanism, um, yeah. so people don't get too close to him. It's all really, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, James Gunn is done. Good work uh, good, again. Yeah, good. It's a good character study for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, very mature. So a lot yeah. of nudity and a lot of stuff. So yeah, <laughs> uh, kind of be aware of that. Uh, We've thrown many warning labels every time we talk about this show. Yeah, so stick to that. I I wonder if VidAngel even has a thing for it. If you can watch it on VidAngel, <laughs> it might be worth it. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I would say even if you're like, I can't do the content, if VidAngel has something for it, it would be worth just like getting rid of all that stuff and watching the VidAngel version of it because it's that good. <laughs> yeah. Um, as long as I don't cut out curse words, I haven't used VidAngel at all. Uh, Me neither. Like, if it bleeps out the curse words, cool. Or like, silences them if it just cut out the scene or the clip uh that could be really annoying in the show like this yeah but, <laughs> uh, yeah cool all right we will uh oh you watch one more tv show uh i mean i don't really need to say, say much about it i picked up clone wars because of boba fett so if boba fett did one thing right it made me get back into these cartoons she's like he's like please let me watch something interesting yeah, and so I apparently, like, the first three seasons are the roughest parts of that show. And I realized, oh, I already went through that stuff in the last couple of years. So I'm just picking up from season four, which a lot of people say season four is one of the best ones. So cool. I'm picking that up. Um, I could go back and maybe watch it. I liked The Bad Batch, and I know The Bad Batch is supposed to be a lot like the later seasons of Clone Wars. but Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I didn't want to spend too much time on it, but I just wanted to let everybody know, like, hey, I'm finally doing this thing. Nice. Yeah. I want to see Hunter from Bad Batch in Boba Fett. I think that would be yeah, silly. That may not happen and now. And funny. Silly and fun. Not funny. But it would be funny, too. Uh, <laughs> okay, we'll go to the TV show. Not a lot going on in TV news. We said at the top of the show, we're just kind of geeking out about everything. Um, there wasn't, like, a whole lot in the news categories, really, spotlights. Um, yeah. We got a trailer for Vikings Valhalla, which I don't know if anyone cares about but me. Um, but I really like the Vikings TV show on History Channel. I, yeah, Vikings one of those shows that I just kind of missed missed on. Like, I've seen, like, a season or two. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, there was just so much other stuff that I dropped off of it. There's not a whole lot to note in this. Uh, it is, like, 100 years, I think, in the future um, of the Vikings TV show. Uh, and it's that was the one interesting thing that caught my ear i guess was they right. they name dropped katakat uh which is this like it, it's weird because it's not a real place um mm. but like the vikings tv show kind of prided itself on being a history channel thing um <laughs> well, it's funny. a fictional and at first it starts off as a little farm so it kind of makes yeah. sense and in their like fiction that you could like oh it was just this farm that like maybe was forgotten over the years or whatever um yeah but at the end of the show it's like a full kingdom um wow. and so spoilers uh that's cool <laughs> but that kind of shows you like this this show is definitely in that world yeah um and not in you know a historical world necessarily it's definitely historical fiction um you know there's a whole kingdom fictional kingdom that's going to apparently according to this trailer uh try to take over england um that might be a fun thing for me to watch that show and go back and like watch more vikings yeah do do the reverse there's a he says he's Harold something and there was a King Harold in uh the original show. So I'm wondering yeah. if like maybe he's a, a descendant or something. Uh that That'd would be, cool. be really interesting. And then um a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing is very like towards the end of Vikings, um, was okay. being name dropped. New Greenland uh was like a big thing. Um, towards the end of the show. So I don't know. I'm curious. I'm excited for it, but I watched all of Vikings. I think that show is amazing up until the point um, where they have a few cast changes. Um, mm. I won't give too much away. I'll say it that way. Um, and then the focus kind of goes on to, to other cast um, characters. And it kind of dies away after that. It's not as interesting. Um, the guy that plays Ivor, though, uh, which is one of the sons of ragna uh he's an amazing amazing actor hmm. uh, i wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him in more stuff later on uh, i think the other thing is news about news because we love doing that yeah uh yeah <laughs> cannot find anything for tv uh there is a trailer for lord of the rings uh the rings of power still hate that name uh that will be debuting during super bowl sunday cool yeah so now you know um we will not be here next week uh probably should throw that out there talking about there's gonna be so many trailers coming out um we will probably miss them unfortunately as far as uh the next time we're on the podcast we record on mondays mondays valentine's day uh two of us are married um yep (laughs) yeah i'll 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 watch i'll watch everything and just collect the notes for the next week yes uh <laughs> our spouses would not love if we chose the podcast over them on valentine's day <laughs> right so 
yeah, we will end the podcast there. Then you guys geeking out about anything else this week? Nope. Nope. Alrighty. Well, LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ and streaming on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace on Friday nights. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. Uh, you can find me most Tuesday streaming, uh, Persona <laughs> 4 Golden, uh, twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. Um, life's just been weird, so I haven't really been able to stream for a while. I'm trying to figure out, like, how to do that again. So, Yeah. That's why I say most Tuesdays. Ideally Tuesdays. However, <laughs> burnout's real. So You can find me on Instagram uh, at Cody Armor. Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Goodbye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.